I just love the Word. I, I hold my Bible. I hug my Bible. I've even been known to kiss my Bible. I, I love the Word of God. I love teaching the Word of God. I love to watch what the Word of God does in people's lives. And, and I uh, admire you and respect you for taking your time to come out to hear the Word of God, and for all of you that are watching by television, for taking the time, and many of you on a daily basis, to receive the Word, because the Word of God has power in it. The words that we're speaking when we speak God's Word, they're not just ordinary words, but God's Word has power inherent in it. That means it comes with little power bullets that have the ability to change our lives. And so we're going to start first by talking about the creative power of the Word of God. Genesis 1-3, and God said, isn't it amazing that the Bible starts out with God saying something? And the good thing is, is what he said came to pass. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Words contain power, just like this glass has water in it. Words have something in it. And if the words are God's word, they're full of creative power. If they're nonsense words or useless words or vain words or evil words, then they're also full of power, but they're full of destructive power. We all know that if people say right words to us, it can just do wonderful things on the inside of us. And if they say wrong words to us, it can be crushing and sometimes start a whole lifetime full of devastation. So words have power. And God has given us his word, and he wants us to believe the word, to meditate on the word, and to speak the word of God. There's nothing that can be any more important to us in our walk with God than learning how to speak the word of God out loud out of our own mouth. Because angels, now listen to this, angels hearken to the word of God. They don't listen to my complaining. They don't listen to your complaining. They're not moved by our grumbling, but they are moved to action on our behalf when they hear the Word of God. Amen. Now, we have this little book that we call the Purple Book, and it's actually the secret power of speaking God's Word out loud. This is one that you want to have because let me tell you something. Learning how to do battle with the enemy with the Word of God is the best thing you can learn. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. It is a weapon against forces of darkness. Let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. How many of you take time on a regular basis to confess God's Word out loud? Okay. Well, that's about maybe 30% of you. So we've got a good audience today to learn something new, and the rest of us can just get all encouraged to be even more faithful to speak God's Word. Amen? We can call those things that be not as though they are. We don't have to call things that are as if they're always going to stay that way. Yes, I'm going to say that again. I said we can call things that be not as if they are. God does that. He speaks of non-existent things as if they already existed. It's in Romans 4. But what we do many times is we'll have a situation and we talk about it like it's never going to change. 
And we need to say, you have to change. You wicked circumstance, you have to change because God's plan and God's power and God's promises are greater than my circumstance. And I know Isaiah's in here, but it's hard sometimes to talk and preach and find stuff all at the same time. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and return not there again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout, that it might give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now let's think, let's don't just read, let's think. Rain comes down from heaven <laughs> and it doesn't go back up. It comes down and it does something. It waters the seed that's in the ground and we get a harvest. So we got a word picture first here. So shall my word be, this is God speaking to us through the prophet, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void without producing any effect or useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So God is saying, when, I, when my word is spoken, something is gonna happen. Something is gonna happen when my word is spoken. And that's exactly why you will take a vacation day, which many of you have done, to come and listen to the word of God today, even though it would make no sense at all to the world why you would do this, you know the value of God's word, and by the time this morning is over, you're gonna know the value of God's word even more than you ever have before. Things are happening in here as the word is preached. Do you know that Psalm 107:20 says, he sends his word and he heals them and delivers them from the pit and from destruction. And I tell you what, I have had my faith out for years on that scripture that when I speak the word of God, it's not me, but the word of God, that people are healed physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, socially, and in every way that they can. And I believe that. And I think that I've got my part right, and I want to talk to you today about being a better receiver. I have a goal today. My goal is hopefully to help all of us come up higher in how we receive the word and how we appreciate the word and how we even respect the word of God. When you go to church, don't ever think you're just going to put your time in. Go expecting. I'm excited to hear the word. When I hear the word today, something is going to be released in my life. Something good is going to happen in me. I'm going to change. Circumstances are going to change. And go in and be attentive like it is the most awesome thing that you could ever hear in your life. Don't sit and piddle on your phone. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a little old school, but, you know. Now, I know a lot of people take notes on their phone today, and if you're taking Bible notes, that's a different story, but, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I've had people tell me, oh, I, I had to text my friend while you were preaching and tell her what you said. Well, that's not a time to tell everybody else what I'm saying. That's a time for you to get it. <laughs> that's a time to drink it in. 
I don't think we should be late when it comes time to go hear the word. I don't think we should leave early. I don't think we should get up and run to the bathroom. Don't you think I ever have to go to the bathroom when I'm up here? And I have never one time left. I mean, 40 years, I've never once left the, left the platform to go to the bathroom. And I can tell you, I would have liked to have sometimes. Nor have I gone to get a drink of water or make a phone call or do anything else. Amen. And I'm helping your pastors right now. I am helping them because I don't want you just to do this when you come to one of my conferences. I want you to do it if you're watching the Word on TV. I want you to do it if you're, when you're in your churches. Let's have a greater respect for the Word of God, and God is going to do greater things in our lives. The Word that goes forth out of my mouth. Now, I've kind of decided that if my mouth is his mouth, then the word that goes forth out of my mouth will have the same effect as what's talking about here in Isaiah 55. So I believe when we confess the word of God out of our mouths, don't look at your kids and say, you are never going to change. Don't ever look at anybody and say, you are never going to change. That is the worst thing in the world that you can do to somebody. Don't sit at lunch with your friends and say, my husband's never going to change. My kids are never going to change. What you need to say is, I'm praying for them, and I believe that God is working right now in their lives. You know what? It does us no good at all to sit in service after service and have shelves full of Christian books and all these things that we have if, if we're not going to stick with the word in hard times and hold fast our confession of faith when things look like it's never going to change. But let me tell you something. Your miracle may be right around the corner, and the devil wants nothing more than for you to give up. When God's word is spoken, it produces an effect. Something happens. It convicts, it convinces, it encourages, it saves. 622 people gave their life to the Lord last night. Something happened. Everybody say, something's happening in here. And I'll tell you the truth, if you just, if you like, just don't even get what's going on in here, you're like, I don't get it. Why are these people excited? What's with the clapping? What's with the lady? I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. I don't care if you don't get anything. If you just sit here, if you just sit here, the atmosphere in here is better than anywhere else that you could go. You know why? Because we all carry an anointing and the presence of God. So in here, you don't feel the pressure of wickedness and evil that you feel in other places. There's light in here. There's not darkness in here. And it's just a good place to be. If you're in a good church, just go and just sit there and soak in the anointing and the presence of God. Don't ever go, well, I'll be glad when they get done. I'm hungry. 
I mean, you know what? If you're going to do that to me, just don't even come. It's just because I can tell you, if you want to get a lot more out of your spiritual leaders, you be attentive, you pray for them, you be excited. Amen. Because your faith can draw the best out of the people that are ministering to you. Come on, put a demand on my gift. Put a demand on the gift by releasing your faith. <laughs> and you say, God, I'm expecting you to give me answers today. I'm expecting you to break these chains of bondage off of me. Your word is powerful. Speak to me through my pastor. Speak to me through my teacher. And then you sit there ready. Don't just come in. Oh, I heard a buzz. Oh. Now, I'm just having a little fun with you, but you know, it needs to be done. Amen. Obviously, not everybody does that kind of stuff, but there's more and more, more and more of it going on, and it just. I love you guys, but it annoys me. How'd you like it if I was in the middle of preaching and I stopped to answer a text? <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, don't it? Sounds totally ridiculous. Well, all right, Hebrews 4.12. For the word that God speaks is alive <laughs> and full of power. Uh, let's say that again. The word that God speaks is alive. <laughs> See, that's why you, you can come in to something like this and you're just like dragging. Inside, outside, just dragging. But the, the music and the worship and the excitement and the atmosphere and the word, there's life in it. And something happens and you go out and you, you got some hope and you feel better and you feel better physically. Get around something good. The word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing and effective. So here's the thing. The Word of God is operating on you today. Cutting stuff out that doesn't need to be there. Amen? It's energizing. And it's effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and the purposes of our heart. God's Word is powerful. God's Word is alive and bursting with resurrection power. God has, God's power is inherent in His Word. And the word inherent means existing in a person or a thing as a permanent or an inseparable element. So every time you say, God's Word says that He will meet all of my needs, something happens in your finances. You may not see it yet, but something happens. Now, if you say on Monday, I'm a giver, and God's Word promises that He's going to meet all of my needs according to His riches and glory. Let's just, let's just act like kids for a minute. What happens if when you say that, 
an angel is released with your financial answer. But then on Tuesday, <laughs> you're having lunch with your depressed, miserable friend who's been that way for 20 years and has no intention of ever changing. Not somebody you really need to be hanging out with because they just dragged you down. But in the process of talking about all your problems again and again and again, you end up saying, yeah, we're just broke and I just feel like we're never going to have anything and I can't afford that and I can't afford that and blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess the angel just has to go, whoops, go back. Come on, we're, we're pretending, but I think it's real, okay? And so then maybe on Wednesday, you get, you turn my program on, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I need to believe God, yeah, praise God. God's gonna meet all of my needs, and the angel starts back again. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Let's hold fast our confession and be firm in what we believe. God loves you. He's got a good plan for your life. You are the righteousness of God in Christ if you are a believer in Him. He wants to do good things for you, and He will meet all of your needs. If you are a giver and you keep it up and keep it up and keep it up, you have to have a harvest. You know, God's Word, of course, is very important for our lives. And it actually brings healing to us. It brings instruction to us. It gives us knowledge and wisdom. And I believe that any time that we have the opportunity to hear the Word, we really need to approach it with reverence and with a great respect. I believe that the power that's in the Word of God can change anything in your life that needs to be changed. So I'm encouraging you to love, love, love the Word. Hear it, receive it, love it, and obey it.